Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. So, hurry, the contest closes a week from Tuesday. Yet those big prizes can be yours just as easily as mine. It's probably the easiest contest that's ever been. We don't have time to run down the prizes again. Well, hi again, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Bob and Ray Show. Another quarter hour here of fun. And we have good news, and it's rather pleasant news, too, that uh, we had such wonderful reaction to Wallace, uh, Wallace's singing. You remember Wallace is our small assistant. That we have uh, rehired him and dispatched him by a jet aircraft to the West Coast. Remember yesterday we gave Arthur Shrank two tickets to the West Coast while the other one, or half of it, was used by Wallace. And Arthur Shrank was fit to be tied because he had hoped to take Mrs. Arthur Shrank. So that all went up the, uh, they say, up the flu, I think. They're out there now, and uh, it's our very great pleasure to call uh, Arthur in for a report on the first appearance of the Bob and Ray trophy train for this the year 1959. Mm. So if you're listening, Arthur, and if all of our communication things are working, come in, please. Arthur Shrank, ladies and gentlemen, speaking from the rear platform of the... Hi, Hi, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank speaking from the rear platform of the Bob and Ray trophy train that has just pulled into a siding here in San Diego, California. Standing beside me is Mr. Jack Kiner of KFMB. Bob and Ray is CBS voice here in San Diego. And I might point out that all the folks who have gone through the train, uh, this is... Uh, um, hello, everybody. Arthur Shrank. Everyone seems to like the trophy train and the little bit of Bob and Ray memorabilia that they see in there. I wonder if I, uh, if I might turn the microphone over now to Mr. Kiner of... KFMB and uh, Jack Buddy. Uh, I wonder if you could ask some of the folks what they think about it. I'd be very uh, happy to, Arthur. And uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, your employers, Bob and Ray, for selecting uh, KFMB as the kickoff point for uh, the trophy train this year. Everyone seems to be particularly uh, pleased with what they've seen as they walk through here for 25 cents. Uh, I was speaking with a Mr. Nestor just a minute ago, and I, he said he would be glad to uh, talk on the radio. Uh, Mr. Nestor, what impressed you most about the uh, trophy train? Well, I uh, was quite impressed, uh, Mr. Garner, with the, uh, the pictures or duplicates of the Bob and Ray High School diploma. I was quite taken with that. Uh-huh. And uh, I have purchased here at the far end of the train a dollar and for a dollar and a quarter, a glossy photo of a young, young Bob and Ray. Well, I said, it's, uh, it certainly looks different than they do now. I'll tell you, though, uh, the, I might have one criticism. I, uh, yes. between the, uh, the buying of these little tokens and the, uh, the hot dog, frankfurters and rolls and all, I think, uh, I think uh, expecting a person to spend, uh, the uh, larger part of a $10 bill when they come aboard the trophy train. You've uh, separated yourself from nearly $10. Well, right. 8 and 90, uh, 
so if a fellow brings along a girlfriend or a child, it's going to run them almost in a run into money. I'm sure that's uh, what Bob and Ray figured. I've had uh, quite a few people comment on the display featuring Ray's nose clip that he used when he first took swimming lessons uh, back uh, when he was a boy. Uh, people have looked at that and liked it. Uh, Arthur, I think that's uh, the picture here then, and I understand you're about ready to pull out of the station. That's right. And uh, Bob Ray, uh, Wallace looks swell. He's standing on the rear platform now. We're about to say goodbye to San Diego. Goodbye, Arthur Shrank. Well, are you, everybody? Be Thank you, Wallace. Goodbye, goodbye. I wish you all a last goodbye. Thank you, Arthur Schrank, and uh, real thrilling news you had to report today, and our thanks to Jack Kiner out there and KFMB for the warm reception you were given. I think this is going to go over much better than uh, Dave did. And I'll bet you that uh, Wallace's morale has gone up a thousand one percent. You can tell by the timber of his voice. What is? Wallace's morale. Oh, yeah. Oh, really oh, gone sky high. He's singing. He's doing what he always wanted to do. Well, more power to him, and we'll be calling in the trophy train at its next stop later this week. Bob, I forget offhand the the sponsor of this next particular segment. Can you remember? Uh, uh, was it pistachio? Fenucci? No. No. Forget. I think there was a late buy on this, but I can't remember what it was. Gee, I'm lost. Do you want to present it to Staining, or? Maybe so. Maybe that would be the way to do it. see if there's a sponsor for That's it. right. And rather than list the wrong sponsor and get all well, that's right. All right, theme, please. And now, as a sustaining feature, here is One Fellow's Family. Today's episode, entitled By the Seawall, is taken from book V.I., Chapter... I, I, X, V, I, I, V, I, I. It's a little after ten in the morning as we look in on the family now and we see mother and father preparing to go down by the seawall with a box lunch. And we hear father say, Yes, Fanny, a beautiful day for a picnic. Beautiful day. Yes, the birds are singing. The rose bushes are trimmed. Everything is ready for an Indian summer. This is a lovely time of the year, but then there's something sad about it, too. Well, it's time for Mother Nature to get ready to put a blanket of snow over most of our land. Oh, you know, you're sitting on the deviled eggs. Oh, my word. Well, we've got enough picnic well, out there anyway. Why don't you look before you sit down anyway, honestly? I was noticing this morning the path down to the seawall seems to be growing up with weeds and vines. And turning brown at this time of the year. <laughs> but it's a beautiful clear day, nevertheless. Hey, look, way off. Is that a boat? Yes. 
Looks like a bull training. What's that mean? Signal. Someone just jumped overboard. Looks as if he's trying to swim to shore. I can't see from here. Hello? Call a bit louder, Fanny. Well, I don't have a strong voice. Why don't you call us? Hello out there. Yes? Yeah. We just saw you jump off your boat. Well, it was sinking. Yeah. The boat was sinking, Fanny. Well, I thought that signal meant something like that. We thought it meant something uh, like look, that. I don't want to cause you any trouble, but I... This went down the second time. Could you speak up a little louder, please? I'm saying, I've gone down twice now, and yes. I think I read somewhere where the third time, and you know, it's, yes. so if either one of you could swim or could you go yes. to a phone or something like that. Then he wants us to go to the telephone. Well, by the time we get to the phone, it'll be... Well, I'll try. Phone is out on the veranda for the summer. Yeah, it could take us quite a while to get there. In that case, then, so long. Yeah. All right. Did you have the toast at hand, or did you want the plane? Just the plane for me. Too right. bad about his boat. Yes, but it's always fun here by the seawall. Listening to One Fellow's Family brought to you as a sustaining feature here on the Bob and Ray Show. Today's episode, entitled By the Seawall, was taken from Book VI, Chapter III. One Fellow's Family is written and produced by T. Wilson Messy. This is a Messy production. Now to Las Vegas, Nevada, and Wally Ballou. Wally Ballou speaking from fabulous Las Vegas. Fun spot. People from all over the United States. We're standing in the lobby of the Club Tumbleweed, Las Vegas' newest uh, emporium, a beautiful uh, hotel, uh, expertly appointed, I would say, and I'm chatting with the uh, manager. Uh, who has high hopes that this first uh, season will be uh, a great send-off to the club. I wonder, uh, Harvey, if you'd come over here and tell us a little bit about your plans for the future. Well, I'm looking forward to what I hope will be a wonderful year here at my new club. And, uh, and, Somebody's uh, shushing you there. Yeah, well, we should talk a little more. Uh, this... The club here uh, that I've opened, uh, Wally, uh, will feature more or less a relaxed atmosphere. There will be... Uh, We're broadcasting this, lady. There will be, uh, for instance, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, there is uh, Reveille. And uh, all the guests uh, file out into their into the uh, hall uh-huh. and then march downstairs into the lobby and... Uh, We'll go out for a short four or five mile hike before uh, we come back for an all vegetable breakfast. I see. They, uh, you you uh, concentrate them on uh, uh, helpful activities here. I hear beautiful music in the background. Yes, it's a lovely organization that I have here playing music uh, up until 
uh, 7.15 at night. Of course, it's lights out at 8 o'clock. Everyone's tucked away in bed. Bye-bye. Go to bed. Uh, over here, I see a, a very beautifully appointed bar. Could you tell us something about this? Yes. This bar, you can buy any fruit or vegetable juice that you'd want or could ever desire. I think you told me warm milk is served uh, from 7.30 to 8. Warm milk with small common crackers. On the bulletin board, I see that Saturday is bird-watching time. Well, that will be part of the hike on Saturday. Uh, We come back, uh, say, uh, Monday through Friday, and when we come back from the morning hike, we have our vegetable (laughs) breakfast. What are you doing? Somebody I dropped a glass of didn't like juice. the cut of his jib when he signed in here last night. How many uh, guests do you have at the present time here in Las Vegas at your club? Six. Six. Six, eh? Yes. And reservations for how many more? Well, we don't have any more reservations. We're hoping that by this broadcast... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll sound good to a great many people... Good luck here at the Tumbleweed in fabulous Las Vegas. A real fun spot. And now back to Bob and Ray in New York. Thank you. Back here in New York, it's time to present a feature sound. And we'll be back in just ten seconds. Then here's a preview of tomorrow's featured sound. And until then, this is Ray Golding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Giants versus the Rams, exclusive professional football Saturday on the CBS Radio Network.